0: Hello, welcome to the full unedited version, well apart from obviously there are some edits because of things that we said which just are not apparently acceptable in any form of human society but predominantly unedited version of Josie and Robin's book Shambles. Quick plug for a cancer relief charity benefit gig that I'm doing with Josie and it's as well as Josie the Charlotte Church, Billy Bragg, Mark Thomas, James Acaster, Holly McNeish, Chris Stokes Uh, Alistair Barry it's going to be a really brilliant night it's at the New Wimbledon Theatre it's on the 23rd of October go to the Cosmic Shambles site look up for the night for Helen and Barry it will explain what it's all about why are we doing the gig so please have a look 23rd of October and encourage other people to come Billy Bragg Charlotte Church Mark Thomas Joe C. Me Holly McNeese James Acaster and more come along bye Hello, welcome to Book Shambles. Before we start a quick advert, the Infinite Monkey Cage book is now available in shops. It's written by Brian Cox and also Alexandra Fuchs and Robin (laughs) Hans. So we'll start. Yes. Hello, welcome to Josie and Robin's Book Shambles and uh, this week's Book Shambles we have uh, the singer... Writer and broadcaster. Everyone is a broadcaster, by the way. This <laughs> is right one of the rules no, <laughs> Everyone is a broadcaster. We, okay. we decided that was the cliché that you okay. always see on, on TV. Yes. Joined by the comedian and broadcaster, Jersi <laughs> Um Tanita Tickram, who is... Um, well, I wanted to start off with something we were talking about with Robert Forsty uh, last time we were recording with uh, from The Go-Betweens, which is there was a certain period of time where I think books... And music. There were lots of acts, lots of writers, lyricists, who, within their work, really from kind of like the late seventies through to the early nineties, there was no fear of also perhaps showing an interest in the library, or yeah, you know, perhaps from Kate Bush, perhaps from Wuthering Heights, or maybe even earlier than yeah. that. But like, go, we can sing about books, and we can say, and certainly when you started, you were, were you about eighteen years old when you were here.
1: Yes, I was. Eight, I was eighteen years old. Yeah, <laughs> I, I was. Yeah, and I. Yeah, the first song that everyone knows is is a is a line from Maya Angelou, "All Good Children Traveling Shoes" from Twist of My Sobriety." So I think, yeah, it was definitely also the time when you're a teenager and you're really hyper into books. And but I was a I was, I I, I kind of was uh, thought of as quite swatty for liking books. I don't think it was cool.
0: Well, that's what annoys me because I remember I remember that album coming out so it was ancient heart wasn't yes. it? Was it. and and it was and because i loved books and because a lot of the people you know the go-betweens i think were a band that you know often when when you if you in robert forster's book and and when he was talking about grant McLennan as well you know they were people who were brought together yeah. by they'd read canary row or yeah, great yeah. gatsby or whatever it might be and i remember at the time being quite annoyed at the fact that there were sometimes some quite sniffy people yeah. in who thought they were a lot edgier in the music press People are like, oh, look at this (laughs) 18-year-old who's read some books, and it's an
1: odd. Yeah, I don't understand that. And now it's kind of cool to read books. And I don't know if that's because I'm 48 and suddenly it's okay to be, you know, interested in, in reading. But when I was younger, it was like a joke that I liked books, and I felt quite embarrassed about it. And I think I still carry that a little bit. I still feel totally inadequate talking about books now. But I love books. And actually, a very nice thing happened to me recently. I, I I had a reunion with my English teacher from when I was 18, 16 to eighteen, and we we had to get together for a documentary. But we became very good friends, and I remembered what an amazing teacher I had, who yeah. who really encouraged that kind of you know passion for books, and also sitting around and talking about books. And I kind of lost that because you get very self conscious. Obviously, you don't. It's, you do it for you do book shambles, but. I, I remember doing a good read and I just calmed up. I felt like I was at, with the headmaster or something. I just could I didn't know. But what a to good say. read is
0: scary because a good read Have is you like, done a
2: good read? Yeah. And it's like, <laughs> tell Radio Why Four. Have I done it?
0: I'm the only one in the room. I'll tell you what, I think everything seems to be stacked against men nowadays, doesn't
2: it? But the presenter is so nice and it's so warm and they really, really set it up for you to have a good chat. But all I was thinking was, you're giving a book presentation to Radio Four and if Radio Four think you're stupid. <laughs> (laughs) (laughs) And also Um, it's like what book you choose is so sort of weighted as well what did you choose I chose uh, The Village at the End of the World right. by Dan Hancocks, which I thoroughly recommend so much it's about a village called Marinaleda in uh, the south of Spain sort mid-south of Spain um, which has a communist mayor uh, it's this really 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 um, charismatic guy who was quite famous with the Indignaciados uh, who were the people who were kind of uh, fighting against austerity in Spain and as a I think it's sorry I'm probably getting it wrong but he um Anyway, he's very, very popular. And it's about how there's this tiny little bubble that in all of the recessions, in all of the difficulty of the last 15 years, it's comparatively thriving as a preble. Yeah. And about also about the fact that the main mayor is this communist guy and the opposition is basically the soft left. But the opposition is, they're like, oh, God, those fucking wankers. And the opposition guy is like, I mean, I believe everything you're saying, but I really think that the parking tickets should be red, not blue. You know, it's like that little. And everyone's like, that god awful bastard <laughs> but also it's um a really fun travelogue uh book and it's got loads of stuff about food and about his journey and the person Hancock's you were with writer.
1: talking Try to get did everybody like your book
2: <laughs> like they didn't who did
0: you have who was yours they were
2: a bit critical of the politics in it and I was a bit like the politics is spot fucking on um, who did I have um, so the other books were Life of Pi right. and uh, Clive James Memoirs yeah. and Life of Pi I'd always been like <laughs> I'm not going to be reading a popular book and I loved it. I thought it was really, really exciting and fun. And it was me and Ramesh Nathan. So we had like, oh, a really good chat. Yeah. Uh, but it was... Oh, I can't remember the name of the woman whose show it is, which is awful. H- Hillary. Yeah, yeah. Or oh, Harriet. Oh, Harriet. Yes, it's Harriet. <laughs> I'm so sorry. But she is she so and I feel really super- <laughs> But I think she was a little bit more like let's be a little (laughs) bit more Radio 4 about this and I was like, revolutionary communism (laughs) but yeah, Dan Hancock's I recommend all of his writing, he writes so much about gentrification, about grime about food, about Spain
0: you (laughs) thought that was good enough to recommend on Radio 4 but it's taken us 78 episodes of this for you to feel that our audience I didn't want to
2: repeat myself (laughs) (laughs) what did you do on Goodreads? I was put into
1: a corner though because my original book I have with me that I wanted to recommend, it's a uh, it's an erotic thriller in poetry. It's not like his mask,
0: is it? Yes, it is. Oh, shit. shit! This is oh. brilliant. We were talking about it yesterday. What the intensity! No, no, this is oh. so exciting. Oh. No. Do you know yes, Yesterday, who was I telling mm-hmm. this to? Mm-hmm. Yesterday, I always talk about that.
1: Well, why will not they let me Porter. talk about
0: on Radio Four? Because it. Isn't... I interviewed her years ago, and it was ah. Oh, this is fantastic.
1: That is one of the best books. I, that is like a book you can read in an hour. The isn't moment it? you
0: said, <laughs> t- I, I went, Well, Trent, who was it yesterday I brought up Monkey's Mask to as well? There was something else. Type it up if you I remember. can't believe but it was that.
1: That's, nobody knows that book, only
0: me. I was, it was with Lem, I think, because <laughs> I was saying about the fact that it's the most thrilling book ever, isn't yeah, it? Because yeah, totally, There's no extraneous words. No,
1: just read the opening and just. Oh, you're can there. I read it out. Yeah, you can. But yeah, well, you so have to read such... it in a sexy voice though, because it's an erotic thriller. Oh,
2: but <laughs> you'll find it. I have a natural huskiness, which gives me makes me very much in demand for commercial voiceovers, which I turn down because I. Sorry, <laughs> I have to now you do, do the Simon Bates' warning.
0: Whenever you rent or buy a book from Tanita Tichrom Spag, uh, you have to make sure it's suitable for your audience. This is an erotic detective thriller, with an entirely in verse. Please Dorothy be aware,
2: Dorothy <laughs> is the author of eight books okay okay it's called trouble jill i challenge the mirror how much guts have you got i like my courage physical i like my courage with a dash of danger in between insurance jobs i've been watching rock climbers like game little spiders on my local cliff i've got no head for heights but plenty of stomach for trouble trouble deep Other folks' trouble to spark my engine and pay my mortgage, and and private trouble, oh pretty trouble, to tidal wave my bed. I'm waiting. I want you trouble on the rocks. (laughs) (laughs) It's good,
0: isn't it? We, we've talked about it, it turns out, in the last six episodes by chance with Ema McBride, which she was on, uh, uh, which is just out at the moment, and with Lem Cisse. It's a, It's amazing, isn't it?
1: Yeah, but apparently it's out of print in the UK. That's right. why they didn't, it's not because it's an erotic thriller, they couldn't, uh, like, but this I is don't not know why. I book think it's a ridiculous. classic, I think it's just a great book. Did you see the film? Yes. Yeah, because it I thought there was of... a height problem in the film. <laughs> Sorry, I don't want to. Did you not feel that there was? I know... thought there
0: were lots of. The thing is that the book is so brilliant because it, it's almost like the film needed to find a stylistic way yes. to translate. Yeah. Because if you just turn that into a straight thriller, you're only taking the story. And what part of what makes that yeah. so brilliant is the.
1: Is, yeah, is. Well, and also, who was the lady who acted as the, the mysterious. Who's, who was in Top Gun? Who is in Top Gun?
0: Oh, God. And well, I know witness. it, I know and it wasn't witness. Nicole. And What's her name? No, she definitely wasn't. No,
1: that wouldn't. Um... Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. Oh,
0: oh, um...
1: oh she's very tall. She's very. We're beautiful. both forty-eight, so we're <laughs> Kelly McGillis. <laughs> Kelly McGillis. Yeah. She, she was, yeah, she was right. I kind of think, but yeah. Anyway, yes, interesting and a book that you should read alone. So <laughs> it's true. Very... No, but it's a great book. So um, yes, that's one of my
0: that's a great choice
1: yeah but how strange that we know that yeah it's so, really funny how, how did you discover
0: that that's it was i, I was doing a, a literary festival and and i got sent the books really late Oh. and uh so i thought oh god i've only got a train journey to read everything <laughs> and so i thought well i'll start with this because this wow. is that and it was just going up to it, it, it it's such a and it's a great pity because I think, I think she died a few years yeah, ago and, and, yeah. gosh um, that's very young as well yeah think, she yeah, she wasn't yeah. that and, and she it, it's uh, well I hope because it was published by Serpent's Tale so mm-hmm. now we've mentioned it three times <laughs> on this show <laughs> can we at least have a limited print run of a couple of hundred so. of these because it, it does you're right it, it hugely yeah. deserves to be in because it does
2: Serpent's it, Tale have a Twitter because what we could do is ask people listening to this to at their Twitter
0: yeah about it how did you find it then?
1: Oh, I don't know. I I have no idea. Maybe through the movie. Through the movie. I don't. It could have but been. I that don't one. think so because I, I think the movie's pretty obscure. So I, I think it was. I don't know, but I'm glad I found it because I
2: think it's a top book. I'm really excited. So they <laughs> wouldn't let you recommend that on Goodreads. No.
1: I what had, did you have to do? I, I don't know, It's that,
2: old oh, man. Uh, so I I recommended
1: gentlemen. Oh, sorry.
0: P- Very quickly, we're just going to say. Serpent's Tale, very simply, on Twitter is at Serpent's Tale. So this book has now been recommended by Josie from just reading one page.
2: I am. I, it's, <laughs> it's you look more related
0: than when you started to read uh, Alan Moore and Melinda Gibby's uh, Lost Girls. Well, that uh, you is a rocking almost as much as know,
2: that. I used to have that by my bed uh, when I was uh, when I was going through a period of being single. I used to have it by my bed in like a I'm a woman of the world way. <laughs> but a lot of it is very like Perverse, like so. Then I, I feel like maybe what I did was make people think, well, I'm into horrific things. (laughs)
0: Well, it also has kind of slapstick sex scenes, doesn't it? Which is like the bit where the posh Englishman is the German who's very methodical in taking him. (laughs) Is uh, anyway. So at Serpent's (laughs) Tail. So now Monkey's Mask has been recommended by Tanita and by Ian McBride, uh, Lemsi, Say, uh, Josie Long, uh, Robin, yeah. So. Tell at Serpent's <laughs> Tale, that we believe monkeys master be again. Sorry, you were about to say what your uh, Goodreads good oh, choice was.
1: Uh Anita Lewis, gentlemen prefer blondes. So that was that w- w- was because it was short as well. Sorry, no, I love the book, but it I didn't I didn't anyway, I ha yes. So
0: well, we're in agreement that we, we we always... Because the guest we had on before was just... It'd been all he since we read is Middlemarch and Balzac and all that. And uh, um, Josie and me, generally, we go between 127 and about 158 pages. Yeah. <laughs> after and that, man, it's... Oh.
2: It's like, um, well, I'm sorry you couldn't <laughs> get your point across that having oh. been said Elena Ferranti counts <laughs> <laughs> not
0: again have you read Elena Ferrante no thank heaven right this is Josie's obsession we haven't done a single recording of this now for about 8 or 9 recordings where she- do you want to just have quickly say again why you love it
2: people in a short discussion about the Neapolitan quadrilogy by Elena <laughs> Ferranti such an in depth portrayal of female friendship but not just that politics what it means to live you wow. know it was it's really fun and, and if you'd like 20. that to be,
0: it is available. You don't have to tweet Serpent's Tale. You no. can, if you want, tweet Serpent's tail, <laughs> and they'll have to just keep applying, going, we don't publish it, it is actually in publication. It's, <laughs> it's another not, publisher It's not in it. print. So, and what was the reaction from, who were you on with on, on Goodreads? The Ridge? Money Expert. Oh, what was Fairbook? <laughs> <laughs> Sorry,
1: Sorry. Who's the Money Expert? Oh, Paul. But the Money He's Expert. Yeah. Oh, is yeah. He yeah. like a nice guy. Martin something. Yes, Martin. Yeah. He's, didn't get, he didn't get Gentleman Preferred Blondes he thought she was very materialistic and I thought that was I thought that was the joke of the book but anyway he he chose a book which was quite historical which I don't remember sorry but I read it and I didn't want to say anything bad about it because I didn't think it was a bad
2: book it was just very historical and it wasn't
0: so that's not a genre for you? The, I don't really do no. historical novels.
2: I, I tell you what, I read Kate Grenville's uh, Secret River after after having spoken to her, which is the classic thing of this podcast, which is I meet someone fantastic, then I read their work and I wish I could go back and meet them again and be like, oh, please don't talk to me, I'm not worth talking to. But um, Secret River I found okay. so b- brilliant because... I felt like it was a real learning experience about being immersed in that time without it being kind of schlocky and like silly or you know and also without it suffering as kind of a a book that had loads of suspense and loads of character development and loads of emotion to it so it kind of it felt like not only had she written a really good intimate portrait of people, mm. but she'd also managed to place you in a different time, which was yeah. like, wow! I never read things like that. Okay. But yeah, I never read things that are like the Battle of Waterloo <laughs> is the backdrop. Actually, this is that
1: the Hunchback who's a, a monk detective.
0: Is that not Cadfael? Yes, like, you're right. Yeah. Yes,
1: sorry. So that, but it was very. I think may no, it may have been another one. Anyway, yeah, I, don't, I sorry, don't know if Cadfell's... Anyway. A,
0: it wasn't because name of the rose isn't. He's not. No, no, no. no it wasn't it was not. like
1: a name of the rose, but an English one. Right. Um, ha! It, was, it. You might. You probably know. Trent, can you put um,
0: uh, historical <laughs> hunchback uh, monk detective into the search engine and we'll see what comes yeah. up. Anyway, so that was... Loads of weird nude pictures of Kim Kardashian again. It seems that even if you put in <laughs> medieval hunchback monk detective, still the internet She's goes, there. I presume... No, yeah. stop presuming, internet. I hate the internet.
2: Which is a great book I read earlier this year. <laughs> Actually,
0: that is a really good book. I hate the internet, isn't it? Yeah, it's
2: great. Yeah, oh, and it's fun. a short
0: read. And it is quite, it's quite—it's quite like a kind <laughs> oh, of sorry, we haven't I mean, mentioned it. for ages. But it's sorry. quite Vonnegut-esque, isn't it? It's like the person who'd written it, I think, had an influence of Kurt Vonnegut in it, and it has that kind of mm. that that humour that almost observation that feels like the observation is being made by someone who is n- is maybe still a little bit new to the earth do you know what yes. I think that, that, and all,
2: yeah almost as much as humans were doing this at this point yeah mm. yeah. so I'm sorry we've become no, no, totally derailed I,
1: I haven't read that one what sorry. was the other
2: book that you had to read uh, it was a detective book about
1: um the MI6 and MI5, I don't know. It was all right. It just wasn't a book I'd choose to read. Mm. But, it, but they were good books, you know. So it was good. I learned about... Ah, it's, it's a place in London, not far... It's about the people who get kicked out of the MI5 and then they form their own kind of gang. Oh. But they're, they're kept within the MI5 or MI6 but they're never given any proper role. So it was a book about... So it was actually quite interesting and they probably do
2: exist
0: you create two brilliant search engines now for people <laughs> sorry, listening. Like,
2: sorry. That's, also, it's yes. really interesting We're to gonna think about... We're going to find out both of those. If it's interesting to think about the fact that people who have very different personality types to you yeah. spend their entire reading lives in a completely different yeah. place to you. You know, like, yeah. even down to, like, they wouldn't read what you would think, yeah. well, everyone's going to read Catcher in the Rye or whatever. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And they'd be like, you haven't read shop war, or, or whatever it is
0: you know like yeah. we'll get my dad on if you want to do a sharp special he's got all those ones the uh, Kathy Burke was on Goodread quite recently and she picked uh, Patrick Hamilton's Hangover Square which I love oh, that's a great
2: yeah. which is a great Talk book. to me a bit about that please I don't know it. you
1: must know it no i uh, <laughs> would love it it's it's like the best book about London about alcohol and about, obsession, about obsession about obsess- obsessing on the
0: wrong uh, it was been written. It was probably written 1940s. It's yeah. set in the, the the build up to the Second World War. It's set in Earl's Court. Yeah, and Patrick Hamilton was a very interesting. He he um. Have you read any of the biographies he, of him?
1: Yeah, and he wrote famously Rope. Yeah. Oh. Hitchhoc. Oh. Hitchcock. That's we were talking yeah. about it the yeah. other
2: day. Yes. Yeah. Sorry. Uh, so he had a very huge success when he was very And young. Gaslight. Gaslight. Yes.
1: Yeah.
0: Yeah.
2: Yes. Was it us who were talking about Gaslight?
0: It m- might have been. Yeah. Because it was. Because. A,
2: a, no, it wasn't. Just two days ago, I was talking about uh, Patrick Hamilton because I was talking. My friends just moved into his new house and he's got no. a very suspicious chest in his kitchen and yes. we are all like, Oh. Rope, is it? <laughs> oh, we're all helping you hide the body, are we? And then we were talking about gaslight because a couple of friends of mine. Uh, after I, we lived in a share house, and then after I moved out, mm-hmm. they were talking about rope, and then they said, and "Of course, gaslight—the plot of our friendship." <laughs> <laughs> Very
0: funny. Anyway, so, Keep telling Allen <laughs> currently in a touring production. Of gaslight, <laughs> he is. is, he that is. True? Yeah, it genuinely is the. Um, but yeah, Hangover Square is. Uh, so when it's that 50, also then? she is one of the cause, it's an interesting thing the damage of that of that character because mm. everyone is damaged right everyone mm. is everyone they're mistaken. drinkers they're in a kind of bedsit culture in Earl's core yeah. some of them are really excited by the rise of fascism as oh. well they're kind of yes. 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 Um, yes. and then this guy who is a very tender character um, and the trouble is that he's sometimes just overtaken by blackouts yeah and and all he's he loves this this young woman who's been kind of lured towards fascism and she and her friends clearly know that he's you know they see him as a weakling and the way they use him and and it's yeah it's a really and he wrote another brilliant collection called Twenty Thousand streets under the sky Mm. which is a really and then he he, his own story is one of drinking a lot isn't
2: Mm. it i'd love to read something about uh, fascism in Britain in the 30s in terms of how much people felt it was a threat and how close people felt it was to gaining any kind of power in the 30s in Britain. That would be really interesting, mm. I think.
0: Well, I- reading that Our Hidden Lives has some hints to that, which we talked about before, which and is I just Simon got Garfield's that collection of... This is the best synchronicity <laughs> one we have had for ages. Well- Porter, <laughs> Hamilton garfield they 're all there not not the cat garfield simon garfield the uh, um, who wrote the great book about wrestling as well uh, he's, the, just called the wrestling, which is a wonderful collection of kind of interviews and bits and pieces involving les les Kellett and various others, and then he wrote the one about uh um, Radio One when Matthew Bannister took over and uh, but 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 his his book Our hidden lives is because I think. Oh. Those mass observation diaries start. No, oh,
2: no, you're right because he. I read. I was reading the introduction yesterday when I got the book, and basically, in the 30s it was one thing, but then after the war it became another thing altogether. Yes, yes, it did start before the war.
0: Right, we better <laughs> get to your next book because you've sorry. carried a large bag. Sorry,
1: yeah, I would no, say I, I really d- recommend. I just wanted to.
0: Recommend. Oh, sorry, no, go on, recommend.
2: I really oh. recommend our hidden lives from what I've read of it so far, partly because it's such a delight to read things that are like. Thought I was going to die off the cold. Never did. Went down to see the MP. Thought thought he'd better be showing me what was going on. The winter's going to kill us all. And that's the excerpt. You know, it'll be like... Dad Dad brought some carrots, thank God. You know, I, I can't, sorry, I can't parody it <laughs> properly enough. But it's just the tone of it is so beautifully of the time. And mm. the portraits is like two paragraphs and you feel like you get it all. Anyway, I'm sorry. I'm
0: no, no, that's what you- really... Oh, hang on, we've just had the results through, though. And the results are, let's see, yes, Dissolution yes, by CJ yes. Sampson.
1: Both. Yes, thank and you. And Slow you are Horses amazing. is MO,
0: MI5 uh, by Mick Heron. I don't know there how you
2: did that. they are jubilant in the booth they are (laughs) absolutely (laughs) celebrating so i'm so sorry what have you got there please um i thought this is my book i
1: wanted to talk about because i just remember it's a book i've always wanted to keep you know not lose and Mm -hmm. that because i have a lot of books and it's a very strange story and it seems quite timely and uh so basically it's about so She began life as Gordon Langley. I don't know. Have you? Do you know this book? It's kind of a no. I book,
0: don't. It. This is J- Josie. What's it called? Do you Charleston
1: the... Legend? Don't. Dawn... Oh. Sorry. Oh no! Just, I'm I was just thinking to you. <laughs>
2: <laughs> no, no, which I may add is more
0: real <laughs> and
2: less ridiculous. <laughs> and they, so this cover's really interesting because she's superimposed with herself, with her yeah. younger self, where she's yeah. So basically, she was
1: born. She was, I think, maybe the illegitimate son of uh, uh, the chauffeur of Vista West and um, a servant, another servant in the house. She kind of grew up in Cisionhurst or around and, well not in Cisionhurst, she probably grew up in the servants bit and she probably identified a bit with Orlando and she um, became a, a writer, a sort of society writer in newspapers. She went to America and she ended up being a um, a very sort of the companion of isabel whitney a painter and when whitney died she left her two million dollars and the big house in charleston which they were supposed to live in but and and she kind of went there and ended up marrying she became a woman and she married a, a black man and that was the first interracial marriage in charleston And she was also adopted by Margaret Rutherford. So it's that Dawn. So I've read the book
0: A Blythe Spirit, which is also by. Yeah, that's the book. Is that. Yeah. And then there's a whole confusion as to, in fact, the truth of the original story. And. So it's that
1: book that I think is a really fascinating. Was she adopted as an adult? Yes.
2: Yeah. <laughs> oh, <laughs> cause it, cause... I, I dream of that. Someone needs to do that for me. And so... if it
1: was Margaret Rutherford,
0: that would be like the best. Oh, she looks amazing as well. Because it's a specific. really because int- it's it's almost like now because I know there's been another recent book about Margaret Rutherford because uh, there was one by oh uh, yeah. a, a guy who uh, it's, it's got a, a wonderful title but it, it's um, but not yeah, yeah, so,
1: yes, yes yes that's yeah, it yeah yeah yeah. I can't. Remember. Yeah, something like that. Yes.
0: And that's got quite a lot of kind of debate yeah. over what is the true story of Dawn. And yeah, yeah, in fact, yeah, yeah. was was the whole thing perhaps a little bit more of a manipulation involving Margaret Rutherford and Stringer? And uh... oh, I
1: don't know. Yeah, that that's true. But it's uh, it's it's just the whole i idea of you know being the first. I don't. I can't imagine how. That affected their lives, coming out as being... Just marrying a black man at that time and living like that. And she and she had a baby as well. That's the other part of the story. So she did turn up with a baby that... Um, obviously, if she'd had a sex change, that wouldn't have been yeah. possible. But she always claimed that it was biological. So it's a fascinating read and she has this kind of... So she might have been somebody who was
2: intersex only. well she
1: that's may what have been i
0: intersex- originally thought but i might be entirely that that's that uh born and brought up as a, a boy, boy but actually uh had both sets of, of of genitals and the choice had kind of been pushed onto her yeah and in fact, was the the, the active part of the w geni- was yeah. uh, the. F- oh, man. But it's this actually is a-
1: really interesting if you go on the internet and try to find out what the truth of it is. It really depends a bit about. I mean, if you go to a, a sort of. Some websites, they, they really say she's intersex, and other people quote the doctor saying that he did the operation and she was she was definitely a man. So. It's it Yeah, I think it's, it seems to be a very modern story with everything that's going on. How, also, how
2: strange for her, because I'm presuming that she's passed away, that people are still like, I'd like to speculate <laughs> about your <laughs> genitals. Do you know what I mean? Like, no, no, I know. Yeah. But I know.
0: that's the thing is that it, it is, yeah, but people were uh, uncertain whether the whole thing was a, a little bit like that person who pretended to be Sidney Poitier's son. You know, the, yeah, uh, yes. The, 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 was the whole thing a kind of... Uh, but that's yeah. a, also the great thing about the speculation—the fact that Margaret Rutherford is still there's enough cultural cachet around yeah, yeah, her that we yeah. still wish to discuss Margaret Rutherford <laughs> and her intriguing <laughs> and fascinating life.
2: No, absolutely, and also, yeah. So, what in what way, like, what was Margaret Rutherford like as a person? Like, why was she so unusual?
0: Well, no, she just had. Well, her wasn't it? She seemed very loving. Yeah. Murdered. Someone I
2: didn't
1: know that.
0: Murdered... Poss- right, this now. Right, just so you know, this part of the show is a bit like when you're with an elderly <laughs> relative going, wasn't it? No, because Stanley... Um, he lost a gold mine in a gambling... Ma- no, hang on, <laughs> that's not right. This is what it's going to be like, this bit. But as far as I remember, Margaret Rutherford's father... Uh, um, murdered perhaps even his own father. There, there, there oh. is a murder within the family oh. and there was a kind of thing that hung over it. Uh, Margaret Rutherford herself and her husband Stringer, who turns up in the uh, uh, the Miss Marple films, the four Miss Marple yeah, films yeah. she was in, uh, there is very little about them which has ever been written which suggests that there is anything any nastiness there or unpleasantness, yeah, yeah. but that possibly the, what, the only thing that was that I think it did have some effect on her mental health. Uh, yes, yes. Um, yeah. But we'll try and find out. By the way, it's Margaret Rutherford, Dreadnought with Good Manners by Andy Merriman. Uh, Andy Merriman has oh, written some very nice uh, uh, and interesting books. But So I think that's... So now we're going to find out using the Trent computer system. Here's The trouble is we've now turned him so much into Hal from 2001 <laughs> that I don't think he'll allow us to open the studio doors. Um, but let's find out that, but that... I haven't seen that book before. Have you not? You, no, you I may must... well distract you and steal it and run out into the street from here because... Uh, I think it's
1: one of the strange, and I just love the the idea that people live lives like that that are so multi layered who are yes. they really i don't i i just I think it's just extraordinary because it takes a lot of courage as well say, mm. to just go off and i don't think I don't think she's a swindler or he's a swindler. I think they really are absolutely who they are and loved really loved her husband and I mean, and I think she was very close to Margaret Rutherford, you know, so, or he, she, well, he was, and then she became, she, and Margaret Rutherford was totally accepting of
0: of But the she was, a, when Margaret Rutherford knew her, wasn't...
1: She was a man, oh, and then right. she became a woman. Right. And she was, she was really, yeah...
0: Because when you talk about those characters, there was that great book that was very popular for a while Queen of uh, Whale Clay. I don't know if you ever. No, that that was another one about someone who just went out into the world and went, right, I'm going to go in, I'm going to take myself into the most unusual areas and I'm going to, you know, be something that. You are not meant to be. You know, yeah, she, was, yeah, she, was, yeah. she was a woman of incredible kind of chutzpah and just went and, and went, right, this is this is what I will create for myself. And I'm going to slightly leave the society that I'm in because that society has such uh, an oppressive regime of presumption that, yeah. that yeah. I'm going to go into another territory yeah. and become who I want to be.
1: Yeah, wow. Well, they, but it's such a strange place to choose to do it. Charleston, which I'm pretty sure wasn't the most, you know rainbow flag (laughs) sorry
2: anyway an interesting book (laughs) really interesting
0: right you're in charge of the interview for a while because I want to read the book
2: I'm sorry (laughs) I I do that is a problem when people bring in the actual copy and then I'm like it is really interesting I'm looking right over it but I always do it as well I can't help myself Um, what else have you brought oh I didn't know
1: I I wanted to ask you actually because I thought you guys might know more about this guy than I do but I read these two books, and I really like them, but I don't know who he is, and I can't find anything. not on, i have not heard of these two books.
2: So this is Caroline, A Mystery by Cornelius
1: Medveh. It's Medve. about a talking monkey, But and this one is about someone who falls in... No, this is the talking monkey. Caroline is a donkey. This is the... But I really enjoyed these books, and I really like this writer, Cornelius Medve. Born in 1977, still so, pretty, pretty just young guy. I thought he might be your friend, because he... <laughs> But, but I... maybe he is because it's so the only reason you said yes to this was the
0: hope that we could write. Fair yeah, enough.
1: no, no, I thought you might, or some of, you know, somebody. But anyway, and oh, I, I think they have are fascinating.
2: They've got sort of mock photocopies in them.
3: Yes,
1: and, like, and they have great covers. So
2: I, I'm not sure. So what are they? Are they kind of puzzle books? No, it's just
1: actually they're really worth reading. That it's the, Mr Th- Thundermug is about. Uh, I guess, a a monkey who develops the gift of speaking. And then the donkey one is about, I guess, this guy who lives a very boring life who ends up becoming very close to a donkey. (laughs) And they go on a walk together, I think. As far as I remember, my memory is terrible. But I remember, mostly when I read a book, I have the emotions I had when reading the books. And and I really enjoyed reading these books and and was transported. And what
2: drew you to them? (laughs) The cover. I like the cover. Yeah, this
1: cover cover is beautiful. And, uh, yeah, and I liked his name,
2: Cornelius Medby. And I wonder if he's written more since. Because this one's ten years old. This is the more recent 2 isn't it? Um, But,
1: yeah, you don't know them, so that's...
0: To... This has been no good then... at all. You probably want to leave now, don't <laughs> Sorry. you?
2: Also, these are kind there of There we mysterious. are. somewhere we just
0: Margaret Rutherford news just in. Mar- I was Margaret's father had a, uh, Margaret Rutherford's father had a nervous breakdown and later murdered his father uh, and then killed himself uh, but, no. or tried to kill himself but did not die and was then declared insane and then reunited with his wife. So there we are. Also, uh, they have so... started
2: it with TLDR, which I think is a little bit um, glib, considering the nature of the paragraph. <laughs> wow, that's dreadful. Um, yeah,
1: this yeah, book this... is
0: fascinating because there's a picture of sorry, going back to the, the dawn of Charleston legend, and and the the, the picture there with where uh, she's when she's pregnant with Natasha in 1971. Exactly. So
2: and... yeah. Also, may I say, both of these books very pleasurably in under 155
0: <laughs> pages. Oh, that's definitely well done because first after one. such long recommendations from our last guest,
2: 105 pages Thank you. for the first. That's great. But um so then, how do you choose things? So you chose these because you you saw them and you thought, "Oh, so Mr. this looks Thu- exciting." I read
1: Mr. Thundermug first, and then I sort of followed. Well, I didn't, because there's not much to follow. So I just saw that was in the bookshop. I was like, oh, my God, he's written another book. So maybe... He'll contact you and say, "Hey, I'm that guy," because I can't—I can find hardly anything about him.
2: I bet his real name is just Neil. <laughs> yeah.
0: So Cornelius Medway, Neil if Medway. you please, get in contact uh, <laughs> with us, and we'll have you on, and we can talk about Mister. Because this, so Mister. Thundermug makes me immediately think of, I suppose, something like Kafka's Report to the Academy. You know, where the uh, oh, no. the former the, the the chimpanzee who no longer really very much considers himself to be human Ooh, hello. lord. <laughs>
2: That was so it. As you, was like, bestial, <laughs> as you spoke of our bestial, as you spoke of our uh roots, I became. You did so. You. So Kafka wrote one about oh, uh, no. Gregor Samsa, and then he was like, "I don't know what I'll <laughs> do." <to."> yeah. <laughs>
0: And, <laughs> and, it, and it's it's only a very it's a short story yeah but it's basically the the chimpanzee now feels very much that it's you know hu- human and rather embarrassing because every now and again still has to have some kind of relationship with his partner who is very much still a chimpanzee woman and you know it's all and it's kind of you know this, this the the manners and the you know what is he is he a is he a, a human or is he a, a a chimpanzee like the
2: story of lucy The saddest story ever told. Uh, So uh, a friend of mine called Nick Coyle, who's a brilliant performer who's got a great show at the moment, which is called... it's (laughs) Oh, it's called <laughs> come on guys um, it's, um, oh it's so great it's, it's about a governess and it's kind of a parody of a lot of Victorian ghost stories oh. anyway he and I were talking because I have been watching a lot of documentaries about Coco the gorilla who learned sign language and oh. he was a very beautiful but kind of semi-tragic figure because all she's ever wanted is to have a baby but she can't relate I to male gorillas because she can speak yeah, and yeah, yeah, yeah. so she's always like hey what's up and the male gorillas are like I'm sorry <laughs> And Lucy's a similar story that he was telling me about that he's written some stand up about, which is basically a married pair of anthropologists were like, mm. What if we bring up a chimp but we pretend it's one of our Oh, thank you. Nick Cole's show is called Queen of Wolves. I really recommend it. and um, but Where anyway, is it? Oh. It's on its so I think, really so <laughs> <laughs> okay. That's okay, um,
1: Okay. Oh, but anyway, okay.
2: story of Lucy. Lucy is this chimpanzee who um, was basically brought up as a member of the family. And she had a sister who was a human. And then as Lucy started to hit puberty, she became more and more difficult. And, you know, mm. she's not a person. You mm. can't do this to her. Mm. It's very, very cruel. And, but she identified as a person she didn't feel like she was a chimpanzee <laughs> so she was completely alienated from everything when she starts becoming too difficult they're like oh we're gonna to have to get rid of her i presume they weren't that kind of flippant but they abandoned her on this island with lots of other primates who'd been used with anim- for animal testing and experiments oh. who were being retired and i think retired circus yeah, so yeah. that you know not been in the wild Anyway, she was completely terrified yeah. on this island and she basically felt as if she was surrounded by monsters because mm. she didn't consider herself one of them at all. And and so whenever the humans who were sort of doing research and coming back to bring food on, she mm. would sort of cling and wait for them and stuff like that. Aww. Anyway, it's the saddest story. Mm. I
0: went So totally like the, the Project Nim, Nim story, the Nim, Nim Chimsky. I the, also uh, feel yeah, no, like I've let's derailed not.
1: us let's, just let's move content.
0: to let's hope the next book from I your bag I is... don't
1: have any um, have you five you've got more I haven't, I, haven't yeah. more I know why the cage bird sings I just think everyone should read that isn't it you haven't read it
2: I've read yes I have read it but a long time ago was it like quite formative for you then because I know you mentioned well, about your lyrics well uh,
1: I just also wanted to say that when I was growing up this was just a time when there were lots of women's Pub- yes, pu- publishers really or p- publishers publishing a lot of work by women and uh, there was Virago doing yes, Maya Angelou and then the, uh, and the, also The Coloured Purple, Alice Walker and it was all coming out at the same sort of time and it was a great, very exciting as a reader to be reading quite empowering books at quite a young age, 16 to 18, yeah. also at the same time I think Tales of the City, Armistead Mopan, yeah. so a lot of yeah, very readable fiction, but very empowering. I don't know what the equivalent is today, because I'm not that age. Uh, Kim Kardashian, <laughs> I'm not sure. No, um, but... It, it, and these were really mainstream books. These had huge popular success, and... Yeah. and um,
2: Well, it's really a cultural trope now, yeah. isn't it? Just even the title of it and the yeah, lines yeah. of it. It's, yes. It's really, yeah, big, culturally, I think. Yeah, Farago so yeah, Rocko was such go. a big deal. Yeah. Sorry. Sorry no oh. no and I remember I remember at school when we did um, A Level English one of ours was the Blood Axe book of female poets and Blood oh. Axe is a publishing mm. thing as wow, well. like yeah like the legacies of kind of radical yeah.
0: feminist yeah, publishing, exactly. publishing that's houses it,
1: that's kind of what I wanted to mention because that was kind of happening when I was at school so mm.
0: thanks very much thanks thank for listening you. everyone and uh, now you will hear who's won the box of books and thank you to our patron supporters <laughs>
2: Uh, f- this this is a list of special thank yous for the Tanita Tikaram, uh episode. Holly Parsons, thank you. Hannah O'Reilly, thank you. Shona McAllister, Purdy Patterson, Ryan Lloyd, Zia Atofi, Scott Kingsnorth.
3: And the Box of Books winner today is Keith Brunt. Keith, congratulations. Drop us an email to contact at cosmicshambles.com and we'll make sure we get your prize out to you. And if you'd like to be in with the chance of winning the Box of Books as well as getting extended episodes and bonus episodes and all that sort of stuff you can become a patron supporter of Book Shambles as well. It's as little as a dollar an episode with a maximum of $3 a month because we only put out three charged episodes per month. All the others are free. So patreon.com slash bookshambles if you'd like to pledge there to support the show and help us. Keep making it, essentially. And also, you can go to uh, iTunes or Apple Podcasts and give us a a five-star rating. That would be absolutely lovely. That really helps us bump us up the charts and get the show more noticed and all that that sort of stuff. So uh, do that as well. And that's completely free. You don't have to, to pay to leave us a good review.
0: For all the reading lists of every guest that we've had and also for some of the kind of specials we've done as well, you just need to go to cosmicshambles.com slash bookshambles.
2: So there's going to be, uh, if you enjoy the podcast and you've never seen one of robin's kind of celebratory shows before i would really really recommend it this christmas or around this christmas uh there's going to be a new nine lessons and carols which is a kind of non-religious but non-exclusive celebration of life and the world and finding things out and participating It's presented by the Cosmic Shambles Network and the tickets are on sale now and it's December 16th, 19th, 20th and 22nd at the Conway Hall in London which is a beautiful relic of a bygone intellectual past.
0: This podcast is part of the Cosmic Shambles Network. Josie Robbins' book Shambles was produced by Trent Burton of Trunkman Productions.